0: Give online, in our mobile app, or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
1: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's say it. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new in jesus name amen father here's our prayer thank you that's the whole prayer thank you let me see if i say it in another language gracias thank you for being good thank you for speaking to us tonight thank you for getting us through and thank you for not just getting us through but thank you for taking us to a Lord's place I need everybody to open your mouth in this building and go online. Say, I'm living large this year and this decade. In Jesus' name. Now let a praise out to reflect how large you're going to live. Hey! Come on, Wizzy, let a praise out. Let's go. Reflect how large you're going to live. Let's go. So listen, Sunday, Sunday. Let's get into this. Sunday, we started a new series called Living Large, which means to live wealthy. And we learned on Sunday that that word wealthy is what we get our word shalom. Somebody say shalom. That means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. Check it out. When you understand the meaning of shalom, you realize that when you have Jesus, you are shalom. There is nothing missing. There's nothing lacking. There is nothing broken, and all is well. Which means whenever you see, and I taught this at the 1115, whenever you see an area where you think it looks like that, that's only because you're not looking at it like who you are. You are sent to be a problem solver, not a problem creator. Let's go. You are sent to be the interruption to dysfunction, not to perpetuate dysfunction. What is that? mean bishop that if i see an area where it looks like something is lacking that is simply because i haven't tapped into the life he's already given me if i see something that looks like it's broken that's because i don't realize i'm the one that's sent to fix it if i see something that looks like it's missing that's only because i'm not perceiving it the right way i need you to release this over your row say this row is shalom now i need you to say it with an attitude get a little hood in you for a minute and just say this row is shalom that's what it is don't nobody on this row lack anything, which means if you don't have it, it's not something you need to get to where you're going. Come on here. Which means this row has nobody that's got anything broken, which means if it looks like it's broken, that's just because you ain't learned how to work it yet. Touch your neighbor with your foot and just say, this row isn't lacking. We're going to try some new things tonight. Watch this. All things new. Tonight, you ain't going to touch your neighbor. You're going to need your neighbor. You're going to foot your neighbor. I need you watch me tonight. Get so comfortable to what you know that when God's trying to do something new, you miss it. Would you, would you open your mouth and say, I won't get stuck. Won't get stuck. Say, like Chuck. Say, because this year, God's doing some new stuff. Yeah, I need you to get used to some new circles. Watch this. Because your circle in your last decade, they only took from you. But your circle in this decade, they about to do something for you. Mm. Uh, Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So it means wealthy and successful. Shalom and successful. That's what it is to live large. Say shalom and success. Success is a relative term. What does that mean, Bishop? That it's not the same thing for everybody. I need you to stop judging your success as a believer in Jesus based on somebody's success you saw on Instagram. I need you to stop thinking that because people post their, watch me, they post their, their highlight reels. Watch me, that that means they're successful. What they did not show you is their practice footage. I need you to stop thinking that you're unsuccessful because you don't have what somebody else had, they slept their way up there, woo, let's go. I need you to not think that you're not successful because you didn't steal and lie and cheat and malign your way to where it is that you're going. See, success is predicated upon what a thing is created to do. Which means, watch me, this table is successful if it holds whatever I put on it. So the moment I put some pressure on the table, the table is a success. This table is not a phone, so if I try to make a call from the table, I'll get frustrated. And some of you, you're not experiencing success because you ain't doing what you were sent to do. You're doing what you want to do. You ain't talking to me. And whenever you live your life doing what you want to do, you are always going to watch this. You might get money, but you still won't feel successful. You might get promoted, but you still won't feel successful because you're not doing what you were created to do. And I need you to know this is going to be the year. Watch me. You're going to do everything God created you to do. This is going to be the decade where you're going to do exactly what God created you to do. A fish looks foolish on a tree because trees are made for monkeys to climb, but when you drop a fish in the water, a fish looks like a genius. In other words, when I'm doing what it is I'm created to do, I have a level of success that I can't explain. But it's bigger than money, it's bigger than title, it's bigger than position. Watch me, this is gonna be the year where your alarm clock ain't gonna get you up, your purpose is gonna get you up. Let's... I wish you were sitting next to somebody that spoke the king's English and heard what I just said. This is going to be a year, watch me, where you're not uh, lamenting when you got to get up and go to work. You're going to say, I'm so excited to get up and go do what I was made to do. Somebody say, I'm living large this year. Say, I'm living yards this decade. So, watch, it means to be shalom and successful. And this spawns from Isaiah chapter 54. And we learned on Sunday that Isaiah 54 has nothing directly to do with the preceding chapter, Isaiah 53. So, it speaks to the year that we're in, all things are new. Say it with me, all things are new. Say it with me. All things are new. One more time. All things are new. So, if all things are new, that means you have to be too. Many times we want circumstances to change, but we don't change we want people around us to change but we don't change can i tell you the change that's going to be new in your life is going to start with you i need you to open your mouth and say this say lord give me the grace to change quickly see because some of you your attitude is too big watch me you and you you and your attitude can't live in the same space Some of you, your doubt is too big. You and your doubt can't live in the same place. So for some of you, watch me, you're going to need to serve some eviction notices to some of the ways you used to be and used to talk and used to act and used to walk because you and your junk and your baggage can't come in the same place. So watch me. Say all things new. And Isaiah 54 uses this imagery of a barren, widow woman to represent his people post-Jesus. Now, I need you to catch that. So whenever it's talking about a woman bearing children in the text, it is not literally referring to that. It's using this imagery as a metaphor for his people producing something. I need you to say this. Say, I'm going to be productive this year. Say, I'm going to be productive this decade. And you better hear me. Productive is more than money. Mm. Many of you, you unfortunately, you, have, you can be bought. Mm. touch your neighbor, say, uh, <laughs> elbow your neighbor. I'm only going to make you do one touch tonight, and I haven't used it yet. Y'all remember that game So where they had three touch, uh, call your neighbor, uh, phone a friend, something, who wants to be a millionaire? So I got, I got one touch your neighbor tonight, I ain't used it yet. Elbow your neighbor, and just say this to them, say, don't be bought. Don't be bought. See, watch me. Whenever you can be bought, watch me, God will use that to determine whether or not you qualify to live large. Mm. Y'all that hear what I'm saying. He gives Judas an opportunity and he says, Judas, listen, are you going to betray me to get some money from them? Because Judas, if you betray me to get some money from them, you might win favor with them for a minute, but you're going to lose me for a lifetime. Mm. Somebody say, I'm living large this year and this decade. So it uses this imagery of a barren widow woman. Uh, a widow means that she was once had a husband, so she was once covered, she was once protected. And now she's not. She once had provision for her, and now she doesn't have it. And now not only is she a widow, but she's barren, which means she cannot produce a son so that at least her son could rise up and cover the house. Let's talk. Which means every area where it looks like she needs to be covered or to produce is not there. So this is the imagery that the Bible uses for you and I post to Jesus, that prior to Jesus, we were barren, widow, women. We were unproductive. We were uncovered, doing our own thing. Then Jesus comes into our lives, and then all of a sudden he makes all... say it with me. All. I need you to know you maybe sit next to somebody that looks the way they looked the last week, but you need to hear me, they ain't living the way they were living last week. Uh-uh. Because watch me, this change starts from the inside out. It don't start from the outside in. And for some of you, you need to know the reason God's been expanding your pain threshold. The reason God's been taking you through some of the painful situations and circumstances that you've been dealing with is because God says, I'm enlarging you inside first before I enlarge you externally. So here we are, Isaiah 54 and 1. It starts out with instructions. Sing. Somebody say sing sing O oh barren one and we learned on Sunday this means to sing a new song in other words God says I don't want to hear the same old song from you look at me you should not be having the same problems this year you had last year what does that tell you you ain't changed you can't be dealing with the same issues I need you're gonna talk a lot tonight because watch me since you ain't gonna be able to use your, except one touch of neighbor tonight uh, you're gonna be elbowing them so you're gonna talk to you a lot tonight open your mouth and say this say I refuse to have the same struggles Uh Uh-uh, that's so last decade. That's so last year. I ain't dealing with the same issues. I refuse to deal with the same problems. I don't mind a new one, but I ain't dealing with the same one. Because if I'm dealing with the same one, that means I have not grown as an individual. And what in the world are you living for if you're not growing? Sing a new song. Somebody say, I got a new song. What's a new song? A A song is lyrics to music, which means, listen to me, every season has a song. So you've got to figure out, watch me, the season of life that you're in. This is not a season of life for you to be mourning. Mm. This is not a season of life for you to be sad and, 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 and uh, walking around with your head down. This is a season of life for you to celebrate. So he says, sing a new song. Why I need a new song? Because, baby, it's about to be a party. And for many of you, you have not had a real celebration of your life in a long time. Mm. Open your mouth. Say, I'm going to celebrate my life this year. You ain't saying it like you mean it. Say it again. Say I'm going to celebrate my life this year. You hit the jackpot. Why? Because you got up this morning. All of your limbs were working. You were able to open your mouth and speak. You hit the jackpot, which means if he gave me another day to live, you better watch me do it. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say you're going to live this year. Which means if you got to take yourself to the movies, live. You got to take yourself out to eat, live. You got to write yourself a thank you card, live. Sometimes ain't going to be nobody to pat you on the back. So you, you did a good job. You did an excellent job not cussing that ninja out. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Touch somebody next to you. I'm about to use it. Say live this year. This <laughs> You've been handling your struggle well. You've been handling your pressure well. You've been dealing with betrayal well. Somebody say, "I've been doing it well." Yeah. <laughs> Single bearman, who did not bear. Watch me. Watch me. He says you didn't produce much, but notice it's past tense. Which means Isaiah 54 is announcing an end to the old. Say the old, the old is over. How long you gonna mourn what's dead? Break forth. That means push. Which means, somebody say push. push. I notice on TV, um, when a woman's giving birth, that they start telling her a command. She's in pain. And what did they tell y'all ladies? You missed it. When he says break forth, here's what he says. I don't care about how it feels. You better make it happen. And for some of you, watch me, you're too emotional to live large. Because when it's time to push, you cry. When it's time to push, you complain about who ain't helping you push. Listen to me. You better learn how to get your own help from your own self and. Holla, push. One, two, three. Break forth. Push into singing. He says, I need you to push your way into this thing. I need you to push your way into a new song and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. He says, You've not even been in a place to produce anything in your life, you've been trying to survive. He said, you just been trying to make it from Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday to Wednesday. you just been trying to get from the first of the month. Get up, get up. you just been trying to get from the first to the first. But watch me. Isaiah 54 says, but that's ending. Mm. Now for some of you, it's not a financial issue. It's an emotional issue. Because everywhere you go, everything you see, it reminds you of what you hoped life would be by now. And it's not. But I need you to hear me. That's because God's going to make it better than what you thought it was going to be let me help somebody your plan for your life was too small anyhow so god had to wreck that plan so he could give you his plan and i need you to hear me it's gonna be better than what you ever thought it could be why he's the god that does exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think now i need you to check your row because some of y'all are sitting next to some marks and i need you to check them look at your neighbor and say we're living large this year now watch their response, because if they don't praise right after that, I need you to get up and go sit somewhere else in this building. Because when I eat, we all eat. When somebody on your own eat, we all eat. Somebody holler, I'm living large. So find out your Judas now before they sitting at the table. You can't celebrate with me and shout with me. I need you up out of my way. Look, he says... That's coming to an end. Cry aloud, you have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married. In other words, she said, it's your turn because you're full term. Yeah. Now, fellas, that's a pregnancy term. I don't expect you to know much about that. It means all of the labor, all of the awkward walk, You'll catch it in a minute. All of the awkward tastes, all of the discomfort, all of the feeling a certain way when people look at you, all of the not being able to fit what's yours. Come on, y'all. All All of the looking uncomfortable and not being, watch me, not being able to stand like you want to stand. Come on here. Not being able to sit how you want to sit. Not being able to... Am I talking to anybody where you've dealt with some stuff in life, Where I want to do it, but I can't do it because what I'm dealing with... He says, he says, with me, he says, he says, all of that, once you're full term, that means you're ready. That means it's time for you to push this thing out. And the pain of this moment, listen... The pain of this moment is gonna be the worst pain of your whole pregnancy, but it ain't gonna last that long. And if you can get this last push out, shut up. If you can get this last, it's a figure speech, not literally. If you can get this last push out, by the time you open your eyes, what you labor for gonna be in your hands? I need somebody in this room tonight to just let out a praise that's a push. Go. Y'all are playing with me? Holla push. Holla push. Holla push. Listen. Watch, 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 watch. He says. He says. He says, it's your turn. You've watched others. You've celebrated others. You've been there at other celebration parties. You can bought clothes for other people's stuff. You didn't went to everybody else's shower to celebrate what they about to produce. And God says, the reason why you're full term is because not one time when you were doing that, watch me, did you get jealous? Did you get an attitude? But watch me, let's be honest, but part of you was like, when is it gonna be This ain't for everybody, but for just for those of you that got the audacity to stand up and turn around one time. Say, it's my turn now. Ah. Somebody holler, I'm ready. Point to somebody, say, you ready? Somebody holler, let's go. My turn. My turn, my turn, my turn, my turn, my turn. I've been faithful for 13 years. My turn, my turn, my turn, my turn, my (laughs) turn. Let's go, let's go. Let's look somebody dead in the eye say it's my turn. You watch everybody else's praise put on the screen, holler, my, my turn. You watch everybody else get 800 credit scores, say, it's my turn. My turn. So watch. He says, your children are going to be more. Your productivity, what you produce is going to be more than the other one. So watch this. Verse 2, enlarge. Watch the instruction. The place of your tent. What did we learn on Sunday? To enlarge, you go through what? Contractions. So he starts out saying, let's get a new song. Let's get a new song. Okay? I need, I need you to talk different. I need you to speak different. I need you to shut your negativity up. I need you to shut your doubt up. You just look at somebody with an attitude and just say, please shut negativity up. And they didn't say nothing, they the negative one. And I hope you get up and switch seats right in front of them. So they realize ain't nobody putting up with no negativity this decade. Some of you better call some of your family members after church and say, I'm telling you right now, I ain't playing with nobody. Call me with some mess and it's about to go down." Some of y'all need to learn how to answer the phone with an attitude. What do you want? Because if it ain't positive, don't say nothing to me. Love God, love people, love life. Shalom. Now put Jesus on it now. Put Jesus on it. Let's go. Verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. How does God enlarge your contractions? Through contractions, a woman's uh, birth canal opens up. And here's what was amazing to me when I looked at what, how it describes a contraction. Opens up, shuts down. Opens up, tightens up. Loose, tight. Opens up, tightens up. Opens up some more, tightens up. This is what some of y'all's last decade has been. It was an amazing day. Then Tuesday come. What the? Heaven? This is going to be an amazing friendship. Two days later, what the heaven? I'm going to come down your road. This is going to be an amazing relationship. 20 minutes later, what the heaven? You met Jekyll. Hyde was on the way. Here's, here's the funny thing. We all can relate to life seeming like it's going to happen. Then it shuts down. You think you got victory, and now you're back in misery. You feel like this is it, and then it's not. And it keeps going and going. And here's what you can't see about you, because when a woman, watch me, is laying on the bed in a hospital, she can't see what her contractions are producing. You, You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me and I need you to hear me, you didn't hear me. She can't see, all she can do is feel. Which is why you can't live by your feelings, because your feelings will fool you. Because if she was able to see that her contractions, it started this small, but now that thing's opened up because it's getting ready to produce something. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? The contractions you've experienced in your life, you couldn't tell, but it was actually enlarging you. Uh Uh-uh. The pain you've been dealing with, because you handle it well, it was enlarging you. The betrayal you were dealing with, you handled it well, it enlarged you. And some of you need to hear me uh, just uh, foot your neighbor, just touch your neighbor's foot, and just say, I'm ready to give birth. You don't even see how much more mature you are. You don't even see how much more spiritual you are. Baby, you've been growing. Baby, you've been. Let's go here. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Somebody say, he's enlarging me. me. So he enlarges you with pain followed by victory. Pain followed by victory. With pain followed by victory. With pain followed by victory. With peace followed by pain. With hope followed by hurt. With silence followed by a storm. And the whole time this has been happening, God says, You're enlarging. You're growing. How I know I'm growing. Because stuff that happened to you so far this year, had this been your last decade, you would have snapped crackle. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that could be honest about the fact that they still got a little hood in them. Would you just look at somebody next to you and say, I know I'm growing. Look. Let's move. Let's move. I got to finish. Enlarge the place of your tent. So here's what I learned about contractions. Not only what I already taught you, but watch me. Contractions are stronger when you get closer. I need you to hear me, pain has always been part of the plan. You're the only one that thinks something went wrong when you went in pain. You think something went wrong when you were in pain. You're missing me and I'm gonna need you to catch this here ball. You thought something went, you thought that was the devil. No, pain was always part of the plan. Even for your foolish decisions, God took that and said, I'm about to take all things and make them work together for the good. So even in what you do deserve, I'm going to take your mistake and I'm going to make it work for you. God is so amazing. I'm going to take your failure and I'm going to make it work for you. I'm going to make it do what it do. Pain has always been part of the plan. So I need you to stop thinking something went wrong. I can't believe I was so dumb, baby. That pain was part of the plan. Now that's true. You need to learn some lessons, but pain was part of the plan. Open your mouth. Say, "Pain has always been part of the plan." plan. So watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Look, 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 look. You looking? This is how God gets you to open up. No, you missed it because it's so simple. No Hebrew word there. No Greek word. God says, "You don't talk. You don't communicate." You don't praise. You don't worship. You, you don't open up. And it's one thing not to open up with people because you can't trust them with you. But how are you going to do God? he ain't never left you, he's never forsaken you, he's never thrown you away, he never said I can't stand you, every time he looks at you he says that's my son and I know they may not be acting like my son right now but that's still mine every parent in this building knows that even when they ain't acting right you look at them and say but that's still mine and I need somebody to hear me tonight, God says I know what you've done wasn't right but you are still mine so God says I use this pain to get you to open up you wouldn't pray, so I figured pain would make you open up and pray. You wouldn't come to church on a Wednesday, so I figured pain would get you in the building. You wouldn't stop making bad relationship decisions, so I figured I'd let you go through a painful one so next time you'll listen to somebody. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You wouldn't stop bringing, watch me, you knew they were Judas and you still sat them at the table in the VIP section. Some of y'all this year going to have to ex- escort people out of the VIP section to the regular seats. Because they got access they ain't willing to pay for. They got access they're not willing to value. So some of y'all, you need to, when you leave church, you need, just need to let them know, things about to change between us. I just need you to know, you used to sitting right here, but baby, you are gonna be sitting out here. It ain't that I don't love you, it's just that you don't qualify for VIP no more. Watch me. So watch me, y'all ready? and let the curtains of your habitations. That means, we learned on Sunday, to improve your processes because that'll improve your productivity. So when you're going through pain, here's what you got to evaluate. Your processes. Many of you in your relationship, you have no process. That's why you always have painful relationships. Your processes, you cute, I'm cute, let's talk. You speak in tongue, I speak in tongue. Oh my God. It's God, it must be God. You work where I work? Oh, my God, I work where I work. <laughs> it's God. You like peanut butter? Oh, my God, I like jelly. <laughs> peanut butter, jelly. T- Y'all ain't saying that to me. When you go through pain, it's designed to fix your processes. Your process is how you do things. Because watch me. If you don't like what you're experiencing, you got to change what you were doing. Somebody say, my processes need to change. Some of you with your finances, you have no process for your finances. You ain't brought your pastor's book about getting your finances in order. You don't come to Harvest You to hear how to do get your finances in order. You ain't doing none of that. And then you, every week, Lord, I just have prayer partner. Please pray with me about my money. i got a prayer. Pay your tithes. Get a budget. This is Wednesday, so can I be real, please? Like, how you gonna want God to bless your house you don't do nothing for his house? I mean, that, that's theft on a whole nother... You bold. We've seen you at a press conference before. You bold. You just gonna steal from us and do it right in front of us. My God. All right, watch me. S-s-s- your habitations, this means your processes. Say, Lord, show me my processes that need to change. All right, because when you improve your processes, you improve your productivity. He says, be stretched out. Here's what that means. Your processes have to take you to a place of discomfort. Some of you, watch me, your processes, you don't talk, you shut down. That process has to change this year for you to live large. Because you are mad at people for stuff they don't know nothing about. And you walking around huffing and puffing and throwing stuff, I need you to use your words. Hmm? Hmm? She know what she did. Maybe she doesn't, which is why she keeps walking by you like she ain't done nothing. Y'all ain't going to talk to me Wednesday. Elbow your neighbor and say, open your mouth and talk. So your processes have to be stretched. How I live has to be stretched. Say, Lord, stretch me. So I got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Do not hold back, which means don't play it safe. You know what gets me is when people are afraid of failure and that's all they do is fail. uh uh-uh, let's back that thing up. Call him big Jesus when he backs this thing up. Let's go. Who is you playing with? Let me back this up. Watch. Watch. Look at me. Look at me. How are you afraid of what's on your credit? I don't mean it literally, but if the shoe fits. What I mean is, if you failed, how are you afraid of it? Can I tell you the number one ingredient to success is failure. Why? I know how not to do it next time. (laughs) And I need you to know you sitting next to somebody that the reason they're going to be shalom and successful this year is because they had some failures last year and last decade. But those failures got them ready. I need you to release this over your life. Say, I'm ready, I'm ready to live large. So he says, don't hold back. Don't don't hold back. Don't. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. And what did I say on Sunday? This means to fully grow as a person. Somebody say, I'm fully growing this year. Which brings us to this message, and we can get this done in the next few minutes. Y'all ready? So I taught you verses, uh, I taught you verses 3 through 10 in Sunday's message. But God essentially says this is what it's going to take to live large. So God prophesies to them, and he says, guys, it's time to. Come on. He prophesies to them and says it's time to. Come on, since I can't get you to touch your neighbor, only uh, you already used my one touch your neighbor, and I need you to open your mouth. You ready? Open your mouth. God prophesies to them and says. So then he says, Now let me tell you how we're going to get there. Large trouble. Yeah. Trouble. Trouble. Let's go down to verse 11. I, already, I did you 3 through 10 on Sunday. So let's get to verse 11. Ooh, this is going to be so good to me. This is going to be so, if I run off the stage, y'all just come sing that victory song, okay? Oh, afflicted one. Storm-tossed and not comforted. He says, let me tell you this process of you living large. He says, there's going to be some affliction. That means people are going to mess with you. Storm-tossed, what does that mean? It means the storm is going to seem like it's in control of you. You're going to feel like, watch me, and this is where some of you got to be careful, because when you want control, you tense up in the storm, rather than letting the storm do its thing. And your damage doesn't actually come from the storm, it comes because you get tense in the storm. Lay your hands on yourself, say, I rebuke stress. Say, I rebuke getting tense. Say it over your life. Say, I rebuke anxiety. Say, I rebuke depression. Say, I won't tense up this year. No, nah, baby, you got to ride this thing out. And not comforted, he says, and here's the deal. And you feel like no one even cares. Look at what he says. He says, Let me tell you what I'm gonna do for you. So, so what's what's the change? He says, I'm gonna make you durable. I'll set your stones in antimony. Antimony means durable. These are different precious stones that he's saying he's gonna lay. And the stones are a metaphor for something he's gonna do in their life. Y'all with me? So the first stone, he says antimony. Say durable. durable. What do you need to be durable for? Because what you're going to deal with is going to try to wear you out. So you can't be, watch me, too cute to go through. I pray you sit next to somebody that knows how to take that hair and put it back on a ponytail and make it do what it do. And if it's a fella, I just pray he knows how to just let them waves. That Them waves might get a little unwavy for a little bit. Might look a little, little raggedy for a little bit. If you got a bald head man, it may look like he ain't shaved in a few days for a little bit. You got that little strip right here where you miss. Watch. <laughs> God says, I'm not going to stop the storm, nor am I going to stop the affliction, nor am I going to not let you feel like nobody cares. Instead, I'm going to make you durable. Here's the second thing. Here's the second thing. Then he says, I I am going to uh, lay your foundations with sapphires. Sapphires mean favor and discernment. He says, I'm not stopping the storm. I'm not stopping the affliction. I'm not going to stop you from feeling comforted. But what I'm going to do is give you favor. What's that? Preferential treatment. Which means even in the midst of your storm, people still going to be treating you in a way that's preferential watch and i'm gonna give you discernment See, he tells him to live large and then says whenever you face a storm you need to know you're durable let's go you need to know you've got favor and discernment which means whatever i'm facing i ain't worried why i'm durable i know how to take a lick it and keep on ticking i'm not worried why i got favor and discernment which means god is gonna make somebody favor me god is gonna make somebody do it i need you to put your name in the atmosphere your first and last name go put it out there I declare God's about to make somebody favor you. He's about to make some somebody say favor cometh to me now (laughs) say it again say favor cometh to me right now let's go I'll lay your foundation. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. For favor and discernment. Verse 12, I will make your pinnacles of a gate. That means stability. He says, I'm not stopping the storm. I'm not stopping you from feeling discomforted, and I'm not going to stop the affliction. What I'm going to do instead is I'm going to make you stable, which means you're not going to have these same emotional ups and downs. Somebody say stability is coming to my house. <laughs> What's stability? It's consistency in the midst of change. Come on. It's consistency in the midst of change, which means even in the midst of change, you still going to be consistent. Your middle name going to be consistent this year and this decade. Even when folk think you ain't going to be there, you're going to be like, wait a minute. You don't know me. I'm consistent. Whoop. Somebody say stability this year. Stability this year. Let's go and your gates of carbuncles. Now, carbuncles has a medical terminology because it's an old word that's no longer used anymore. It's stuff you'd see on this show called Dr. Pimple Popper. Um, You have to really go into prayer before you watch it because it's got some really, really... um, It's just disgusting. I'm going to be honest with you. Imagine a huge white head that's about the size of my fist Right here. <laughs> and basically what she does is she comes and pops it. And they show you everything on TV. That's the show. All right. That's what a carbuncle is. <laughs> but, it, but, but before it meant that, it meant it, it was a precious stone. And here's what that stone means. Remember, the stones are what? A metaphor for something God is going to do. So here's the stone. It, it means this. Watch me. It means it has the strength of a diamond that can be seen in the dark. A carbuncle was normally red. So watch me. It would glitter in the dark. So a carbuncle, not only was it strong, but even in the midst of darkness, you could still see it. Which means even when you think nobody's paying attention, God says, you carbuncle. The right pe- people are going to see you at the right time and put the right opportunity in front of you. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm carbuncle, baby. I'm. And you have the strength of a diamond. Diamonds are used, watch this, not just for jewelry, but they're used to cut things because their strength is such that they have the ability to pierce through what other things can't pierce through. Which means God says, what I'm going to do for you, and what does he say? Your gates, which means the very outer part of you is going to have a strength that when people look at it, they're going to say, how is it you're dealing with all you dealing with, and you're still giving God glory. You'll be able to say, baby, it ain't me, it's the God in me. Look at 13. And all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Now, remember, children here. Uh, remember this is a parallel so your children are what you produce he says they'll be taught by the lord and great so their peace be look at me sometimes fear comes into your life stick with me i'm almost done sometimes fear comes into your life because you fear losing what you produce so because you're scared to lose it you never build it because you're scared to lose it you never do it because you fear rejection you preemptively reject I need you to lay one hand on yourself. Say, that's not, happening this decade. that's not happening this decade. In other words, here's what God says. God says, what I'm going to do is make sure you're not going to lose it this time. I'm going to show you how to keep what you produce so you won't fear losing it. Let's move. Verse 14. In righteousness you shall be established. Righteousness, right standing with God. In other words, he says, what happens when you do it this time, it's going to be right. Can we be honest? Some of the stuff that calls you pain, what's never right. You're gonna look at me with that tone of face? Huh? Let's just be honest. You knew it wasn't right. You ignored every time you came to church and heard it. You ignored every time the Holy Ghost was like. But God says, this time when you do it, it's gonna be right. I need you to say that out of your mouth. Say, this time it's gonna be right. <laughs> you shall be far from oppression. Let's stop. He says, prepare to feel it but it's not real. Why is he telling you you'll be far from oppression? Because he's saying you're going to feel it, but it's not real. You're going to feel like somebody's got their foot on your neck, but they don't. But you're going to feel that way. For you shall not fear. What does that mean? Prepare to be afraid. See, I can feel it, but that doesn't mean it's real. Don't let what you feel get you confused on what's real. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's go. For you shall not fear and from terror. Again, prepare to feel it, but it's not real. So I need you to feel like you're being terrorized. I need you to feel like these things keep happening to you to shut you down. What is terrorism about? It's about sending a message through violence. Let's go. It means I want something to happen to you so that you shut down and shut up. But I need you to know you're sitting on the loud row. You're sitting on the road that says, listen, I'm, I'm too far out there now. You can't shut me down. You can't stop me. For God, I live. And for God, I live. Because you ain't going nowhere soon. I rebuke the thoughts of death over you. I rebuke the thoughts of suicide over you. I rebuke the thoughts of thinking this is your end. He says, but prepare to feel it, though. Verse 15. Watch me. I'm almost done. If anybody stirs up strife, it's not from me. Ah! Strife there means feuds over fundamental things. Guys, this is one of those messages you got to go back and listen to a couple times. Okay, Maybe like four or five. He says, if anybody is feuding with you over the fundamental stuff, look at me, everybody. Love isn't something to be accomplished, so why are you fighting for it? I'm just fighting for love. Where that's at in the scripture? Show me that. Well, God did it for us. You ain't God. Why are you fighting for them to be a faithful friend? Why are you fighting for them to do you right? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Why are you fighting for them to stop talking crazy to you? He says, if anybody starts fights over the fundamental things, like there's certain things we shouldn't even be having discussions about. You got what I'm saying? Like parents, if your child comes in your house and says, "Mom, listen, we need to talk." Get my belt because you ain't going to even come in my house. Start, we need to talk. <laughs> Some of y'all already know, it wouldn't have even got that far. We need to Gone. on the floor, gone, it's over. And some of y'all come from the old school where you say, Oh, you're gonna call somebody, Hit the phone. <laughs> here go right here. You want me to dial it for you? <laughs> Wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> you would say, I'm not even gonna argue with my child over what's going on in my house. <laughs> so watch me. There's certain feuds you're having with people over things that are fundamentals, and it's creating strife. Here's why. Because there's no fit in the first place. How are we arguing over fundamentals? Y'all ain't going to say. All right. It's not from me. This is how you know who needs to go. He says if they're stirring up feuds over the basics, it's time for them to go. Y'all don't like that. Some of you be praying, Lord, I just need to know if this person needs to be in my life. If you're fighting over basic loyalty, that's your answer. Some stuff don't require prayer. It requires discernment. If I discern you're a snake, I don't need to pray, Lord, do I need to back away from this rattlesnake. I don't need to pray about that. I don't need to seek God about whether or not this snake is poisonous. I already know that. All right, let's move. Y'all ain't saying Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. I need you to hear me. This is not a year nor a decade to clap back. Why? Because God says, because they stirred up strife with you, I got it. Somebody say, I got it. If you didn't watch prayer on Monday night, watch that. Verse 16, behold, now watch me. But This is the last two verses, and we out of here. You ready? But these two verses pack the most punch. Behold, I created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. This is God talking. Look at me. God says, I made the one who makes weapons. Now that's deep because sometimes you'll be like the devil, the devil, the devil. God's like, let me shut all of that down so you stop worshiping the enemy and you give worship to God created the one that produces the weapons can i give you this definition of weapon it's gonna shout me you ready here's the definition of weapons god says i made the one who makes the weapons a weapons is a mean of gaining an advantage in a conflict or a contest uh-uh you already missed it he already missed it he says i know the weapon is pointed at you but the purpose of a weapon is to gain an advantage in a conflict or a contest You still don't get it. God says, I'm the one that made the one that makes the weapons. But the purpose of a weapon is so that you can gain an advantage. I wish somebody over catch up in a conflict or a contest, which is why the next verse says no weapon that is fashioned or formed against you shall succeed. Why? Because if you recognize whatever weapon is pointing at you, is actually for your... Ed- I wish you would... Okay, I got to borrow one. Would you elbow your neighbor and just say the weapon is working for you? I know they lied on you, but when they lied on you, some more people figured out who you were. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I know they betrayed you, but when they betrayed you, it was actually working for you. How are the weapons working for me? Holler again say, the weapon's working for me. Now, I need you to get this. I need you to get this. I need you to get this. this. Y'all here? I need you to get this. We're done. I'm out of here. It says, I made the one that makes the weapons, which is a means of gaining an advantage in a conflict or a contest. So, God says, live large. Here's how you handle large trouble. Everything I've been going through, I'm going to make you durable, give you stability. Are you following the flow? And then he wraps this thing up by saying, just so you know, I'm the one that makes the one that makes the weapons. So even though it looks like it's against you, I made it so it's going to backfire on them. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. God says, I'm the one that made it. And since all things work together for your good... Even though they think they're using it against you, what they don't know is that when I made it, I put a trick up in there. Y'all ain't say, This is so good to me. God says, I know you think that this is going to be the shot that's going to knock you down. But what you don't know is when they fire, it's going to go back at them. Y'all ain't talking to me. Somebody say the weapon is working for me. I know you thought that delay with your money was going to mess with you, but God says it actually delayed something so I could bring the price down so you didn't overpay. Somebody holler, the weapon is working for me. Say, the weapon is working for me. Say it one more time. Say, the weapon is working for me. So, watch, let me finish. Verse 17. So, no weapon. Did you get it? God says, I need you to know I made it. So the reason it can't take you out is because I made it. If I wanted you dead, I could have got you out of here. This ain't how you going out. This ain't how your life is ending. This ain't how your story is ending. I know they plotting on you at your job, but I need you not to be concerned about that because I'm getting ready to send you upstairs to the C-suite. The very one trying to take you out, they meeting about tonight. I don't know who this is for, but this is a prophetic utterance. Please let me go. I don't know who it is, but right now they're having a meeting and your name's about to be brought up. I don't know who it is, but I dare you to put a radical praise on it if you think it might be you. Come on, put a radical praise on it if you think... If it feels like if it seems like it might be me. Elbow your neighbors, I think that might be me he talking about. <laughs> if it ain't for you, it might be me I'm talking about. Somebody's bringing up Harvest Church right now. Come on here. Somebody's bringing up Bishop Kevin Foreman right now. They're bringing it up right now. And Favors on the way. All right. I'm done. I'm done. He says. (laughs) This last part, I need to get all tools away from me. Take this because it might fly. Take all of this. I get my phone, though, and you can even take my towel. Thank you, son. You can take this too. I said, "Bishop, why are you doing all that? Because this next verse, when I, when I saw it, the next part of the verse, I said, said, "I like God." Somebody say, "I like God." Like God. said, "And I love him." Because when you like them, even when you don't feel like loving them, you still like them." When you like something, you'll be like, ah, right now it's a little, but, but I still. No weapon that's fashioned against you. Why? I made it to give you an advantage. Say, I have an advantage. See, so you keep selling yourself short. You keep saying, I got all this stuff coming. Shut up. That bishop, that's strong. I apologize. No, I don't. I love you. And just, just, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I got all this stuff coming against me. No, you don't. You have all of these weapons that are actually for you. Because God made it. So when they use it, it can't succeed. Because he made it. Now I need you to let that settle with you. Because some of y'all like, my family chipping with me. God made that chaos. And God says it can't succeed because I'm the one that made the one that made the weapon. Which means I didn't give them enough sense to know how to take you out. I didn't give them enough sense to know how to take you down. I didn't give them enough wisdom to know how to take you down. They always got you to the ends but could never get you over. Because I didn't teach them how to do that part. God, that's good to me. That's why some people wonder, how you still standing? Because he made the weapon you got. How you still here? He made the weapon you got. Why haven't you given up? He made the weapon you got. Let me finish this last part. And you shall refute every tongue. I don't know why y'all ain't shouting me. And if you're like, people on my row are loud. You read the Bible, cry loud. <laughs> Sing a new song. Watch me. You ready? You ready? Here's what he says. Here's what he says. You shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their vindication from me declares the Lord. Touch your neighbor and say, uh, oh, I probably—I I said I was going to use one. Elbow your neighbor. Elbow your neighbor. That elbow's anointed. If they elbow still ash you after church tonight, you ain't got no oil. Just elbow them and say, watch this part. Because y'all shouting over vindication. God says, I got you. I'm going to vindicate you. But here's what, here's, what, here's what shouted me. You ready? Here, just take it. Just take it. Just take it. Here's what shouted me. Mm-hmm. Say what shouted you, Bishop. The word refute doesn't mean rebuke, because that would indicate just shut down. The word refute means, you ready? You're going to prove them wrong. <laughs> Wait, wait a, minute, wait a 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 minute. Then it means you're going to stress them out. And here's the last one that I like. It means you're going to annoy them because you're still standing. I need you to open your mouth and give God glory. You're about to refute every tongue. You're about to refute every tongue. Open up your mouth and give him glory. Open up your mouth and... Uh-uh. 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 I didn't... I didn't... <laughs> I didn't... I didn't tow my laptop up. Hold on. Huh. Huh. L- let me say it one more time. Let me, Let me say it one more time. This is a word to sew Let me have my phone back. I need to sew into this. Let me sew into this. What you sewing, Bishop? I'm sewing 5417. That's what I'm sewing. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to do it right now. You ain't got to do it if you don't want to. That's what I'm doing. Because you 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 can I just read you the definitions one more time? Yes, That's what I'm gonna do. He says, No weapon. Verse 17. Why? I formed a weapon. Because I made who makes the weapons. So the reason the weapon can't work is because I didn't teach them how to make it work. Do you understand this? I need you to stop thinking that your God is in some struggle with the enemy. He ain't in no struggle with the enemy. He runs the enemy. And so right when it looks like you're going you're gonna to give up, he sends an angel and Run, tell that. Tell him how Job still gave me glory. Tell them how they still gave me praise in the midst of their pressure. No weapon that is formed against you shall succeed. And you shall refute every tongue that rose up to say something about you and yours and what you got going on. Let me remind you of those three definitions. You ready? Are you ready? The first definition of refute, it means to prove them wrong. Look at me. How am I going to refute them? I'm going to get it done in front of you. I hate to upset some people in your life because they were planning your eulogy. They were saying, this is going to be the one that's going to take her out. (laughs) This (laughs) is going to be the one that's going to take him down. I don't know if he's going to bounce back from this one, but baby, you didn't know who you messing with. You didn't know who you were dealing with. Somebody said, I'm about to prove every hater wrong. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Say, I'm about to prove everybody wrong. Watch me, (그램moi] though. ( enorme) Watch ( enorm] me. ( arbeiten) Look (iscernible) at (�) me. Look at (髙) me. Look at (웃음) me. ( bathing) Look at me. Look at (bleep). me. ( bone) Look at me. ( rejecting) Look [S) at me. Look [S). at me. I (ạnhしました) want to sing, When We Fight, We Win in a ( Baekoldown) Minute. Look at me. Look at me. For some of you, the tongue that rose in judgment, watch the twist, is you. You said you couldn't do it. You said it wasn't gonna happen. You said nothing works. So what's getting ready to happen for you this year and this decade, you about to refute yourself. You said it couldn't be done in Denver. You about to refute your... You said you couldn't get it done. Somebody say, I'm going to refute myself. Man, a verse... <laughs> I dare you to holler one time that you're about to prove you wrong. No, I want you to shout that you're about to prove your negative talking wrong. Go. You said you weren't gonna get it done by your 30s, you gonna get it done. You said you weren't gonna get it done in your 50s, you gonna get it done. You said you ain't never gonna find love, you gonna find it. You said you ain't never gonna be out of debt, you gonna be out of debt. Somebody say I refute my negativity. It means to prove wrong. Then it means. To stress out, uh-huh. to vex. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I, I need to tell you what makes what's been trying to come against you so angry is that right when they said. It's done. They ain't bouncing back. It's never gonna work. Right when they had the man on the floor, something about one. Two three. Ain't that what they do? Don't they count to ten? Four. Five, they do today. Six, they do today. Seven. Eight. Nine. Right when they get to nine. You was down for the count. And so they get to nine. They packing up, ready to go. Talking about, it's over for you. And right when they get to nine, all of a sudden, uh, sing, Oh, with One. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Somebody say, I'm about to stress some people out. Say, because I'm still standing. standing. Say, because I'm still giving God glory. Then, now I'm going to prove them wrong. Now I'm going to vex them or stress them out. But as I start getting up, and start getting my strength back, that's myself all they're going to be very annoyed they're going to be very annoyed you still in here you still giving God glory you still praying and believing you still giving and sowing you still fasting no weapon